Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And you're listening to Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. So this is a rewatch podcast, so we're going to try to not give you any spoilers, but don't totally hold us to that. But we shall try and edit them out if we find them. Yes, but it is hard. It is hard to not spoil. Uh, Today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 3, called Dead in the Water. Uh, We start out in Lake Manitowoc, Wisconsin. We open up with a dad, a son, and a daughter in their kitchen, and the daughter is going to go out for a swim in the lake that they live on. She dives in, starts looking around concerned, then ignores the bad feeling and starts swimming anyways. Bad idea. Who Come ignores on. the bad feeling? Wait, especially when you're out. Okay, like, don't get me wrong. I like to swim. I'm a swimmer. I've swam in lakes before. But you put me out in the middle of a lake that, like, I can't see the bottom. And all of a sudden, I'm like, something ain't right here. I'm going to swim my happy butt back to shore. <laughs> right. Haven't you ever, like, seen any horror movie ever? There is something in there with you. Always. <laughs> there always is. There always is. If you have to question it, there's something there. <sighs> <sighs> So uh, she hears some creepy whispering, as you do, (laughs) and she gets pulled under. Uh, We cut to a diner. Dean is looking for a case in the newspapers. He circles a picture of the girl from the lake. A hot waitress asks Dean if she can get him anything else, and he creepy smiles at her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, also it's Dean, but still. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she is smiling, like, really, really big at him, too. Oh, she's definitely like, oh, hey, guy. Yeah, yeah, like, she's she's just as creepy, I'm going to say. Sam interrupts and says, just the check, please. And Dean is sad. (laughs) <laughs> also, Dean is very easily distracted. <laughs> He's so easily distracted. Uh, that's okay. That's just like how he's lived his life, I think. Distractions and driving cars. Right? Um, so Dean tells Sam about the potential case. Sophie Carlton walked into the lake and didn't walk out. The authorities dragged the lake but didn't find her body. And this is the third drowning this year, and none of those bodies were found either. This is where Sam says... People don't just disappear, Dean. Other people just stop looking for them. He's bitter. <laughs> He's real bitter. Yeah. That's my lie. That's what I wrote in my notes. Sam is super bitter that they're not looking for Dad. Um, and here they have uh, quite a bit of angry words. Dean says they'll find Dad, but until then, they're going to kill every everything bad between here and there. So Sam agrees to check out Lake Manitoc to keep Dean from pursuing the hot waitress. <laughs> And distracts him yet again. Yeah, and he's like, what? Okay. Wait, I think we're gonna, oh, okay. Like, completely forgets. Also, like, why do you think that Sam can't handle Dean potentially hooking up? Like, what's up with that? I think, well, I think it's just too soon. You know, like, he can't deal with, like, he's like, I'm hurting and you need to hurt. And I just, yeah, we both have to be miserable right now. He's not okay with, like, Dean living his life because... It's not he's fair. stuck in, like, dead Jessica town. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's a terrible place to be. <laughs> I know. I feel bad even saying it. Uh, so they, uh, they drive to Sophie Carlton's house, and her brother, Will, opens the door. They say they're agents Ford and Hamill with the U.S. Wildlife Service. Yes! <laughs> okay, like, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but come on, like, you gotta know. Yeah. Okay, how would he not know? He... At it. He's probably stuck in dead sister town. <laughs> God. This is becoming too much of a thing, I feel. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, <laughs> it's all good. Well, but yeah, I mean, like, obviously they have that, like, the Star Wars in their supernatural universe or whatever, because, like, they're, co- they're bringing it up. Mm-hmm. 
But, like, I don't know. I feel like, how would you not know, like, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill? Like, yeah. <laughs> how would he not get that reference? I don't know. Whatever. I know. Probably a little distracted, though. Yeah. A lot of times they do, like, you know, singers or, like, band names. But, like, not band names, but, like, people who are in the bands. Mm-hmm. But I think um, as far as doing, like, actors or characters, like... People would fucking notice that, you know? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anywho. Anyway, uh, Will says that his sister was 100 yards out when she got dragged down. Uh, We learned that she was a varsity swimmer and grew up in the lake. Uh, Sam is asking questions now with his soft, understanding voice. Soft Sammy voice. It is soft Sammy. Yeah. Um, So Sam and Dean go to the police station to look into the drownings. The sheriff says they did a sonar sweep and there are no bodies in the lake. Uh, he says the dam is falling apart, so the feds have opened up the spillway, and in six months there will no longer be a lake. Uh, at this point, the sheriff's daughter, uh, played by Amy Acker, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, she comes into the office. Her name is Andrea Barr. She's got her son with her, uh, who is maybe seven or eight, and he is um, very obviously not talking when he should be. Dean asks her for directions to a motel, then asks her to walk them there. During the walk, Dean says, kids are the best, huh? And Sam gives him a what-the-fuck look. (laughs) (laughs) And she just looks amused. Uh, Andrea says to Dean, must be hard with your sense of direction, never being able to find your way to a decent pickup line. (laughs) I'd just like to say (laughs) that, like... First of all, I mean, because this whole thing started when they were in the sheriff's office, right? Like, yeah. He has got some major cojones to hit on the sheriff's daughter in front of the sheriff. Yeah. Like, the sheriff didn't even look mad. He was just kind of like, oh, that's sweet. Like, I don't know. Like, did he get it? Did he not get it? Did he just think that Dean was pathetic? Like, like if he didn't get it, then, like, he's a bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> also, but yeah, like, and then she just, like annihilated him right yeah oh that sucks for you yeah (laughs) and sam looked so like please so so she leaves at that point and then sam just like makes fun of him and was like name three kids that you even know and he can't do it um yeah uh, i'm thinking yeah uh so then sammy does his research uh, he finds that there have been three drowning victims this year, uh, six more spread out over the last 35 years, and those bodies were never recovered either. Uh, Sam says if there's something out there, it's picking up its pace. They find out one of the drowning victims was Andrea's husband. He took Lucas out swimming. Lucas was on a floating wood platform when his dad drowned, and it was two hours before Lucas was rescued. Uh, Dean looks really upset about this, and the picture they show of Lucas is horrifying. Like... He just looks so traumatized. Uh, Sam and Dean find Andrea out at the park, and she assumes that Dean is there to hit on her, but he just wants to talk to Lucas. So Dean tries to talk to him while he sits there drawing. Dean tells Lucas that when he was his age, he saw something bad happen to him. He tells him that he will believe him about whatever he saw, and Lucas doesn't have to say anything, but maybe he could draw a picture of what he saw on the lake. Uh, Then Dean gives Lucas a picture that he drew of himself, Sam and his mom and dad. Oh, I know. Poor Dean. Cute little stick figures. And he kind of like hesitates before he says, this is my mom. It's like he's, I don't know. He's he's still like definitely not over it, which I mean, obviously, will you ever just like get over it? But still, you know, like he's just like, 
I just, I still can't even deal with it. You know? It's still painful it's to still draw fresh. stick figures. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, it's still too fresh for him. Yeah. So, um, Sam goes back, to, I'm sorry, Dean goes back to Andrea and Sam, and she tells him that Lucas hasn't said one word since his dad dies. Uh, the doctors say that it's PTSD, which probably anybody would have. Yeah, especially if you're stuck in, like, a Titanic sort of situation, just, like, hanging out. On a freaking door. On a wooden door. <laughs> or whatever wooden thing he's hanging out yeah. on, you know? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. At least it wasn't freezing cold. We can hope. We can hope. We don't know for sure. We don't know for sure, but still. Anyways. So, um, Andrea and Lucas have moved in with her dad, and he helps out with everything. So, Lucas comes over and gives Dean a picture he drew of a house. Uh, At this point, we cut to the Carlton household. Will uh, is making dinner for his dad, who is totally checked out. I mean, I would be, too. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, like, not even, like, responding or reacting to anything. Um, Will turns on the kitchen sink and the water starts turning a gross yellow color. So he turns the water off. It starts bubbling up from the drain and fills the sink perfectly to the top with nasty-ass black water. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. So um, he reaches into the sink to clear the drain and he gets pulled into it. His head gets pulled under uh, and he drowns. Okay, first of all, what what gets me about this one? Like, why would you put your arm into a sink that is clearly having issues? Like, I don't know. To me, my first thought would be like, the disposal is gonna suck me in and it's gonna eat my hand. You right. Know? Like, right. <laughs> best case scenario, right yeah. here. Like that. That's just what's gonna happen. Like, I don't know. Just, ugh, I don't know. And like, also. How did he not hear his kid, like, splashing around, you know, in the sink? Like, There's, like, a can. They even show, like, a can clanking around at the bottom of the sink. Not, like, in the sink, but, like, towards the ground. And I mean, I... He would hear that. I get the can part of it, maybe, because he's, like, I'm making dinner or whatever. Like, maybe he dropped something. But also, like, weird splashing and, you know, like... Yeah. um, Maybe not. I would never reach into that sink. No. For the record. No, get especially, a like, Especially, like, it bubbles up perfectly to the top and stops. Like, doesn't overflow. That fills it. It's like a cat, how they can, like, mold into whatever right. container you put it's them in. It's not natural. No. I would even say that it's supernatural. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> but it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> it was supernatural. <laughs> Um, so we cut back to Sam and Dean. They realize that whatever is controlling the lake water is upping its death game because the lake will be dry in a few months, so it's running out of time. Uh, also, if it can get through the pipes, it can get to anyone, anywhere. Dun, dun, dun. This is where I'm worried about going to the bathroom. <laughs> this is where you start clenching everything. Here's the thing. Like, uh-huh. your butt does not hit the water. If you go, like, what are you worried about? Okay, listen, it can bubble up. Like, it'll fill up your toilet. But you've still got the seat. You've got at least a good couple inches of clearance there. Okay, your butt, it dips in a little bit. No one's got, like, flat ass. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) just hold on, though. Like, I don't think your butt is going to dip that much into where you're touching water. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope not, anyways. Okay, if if, if the supernatural whatever can can bubble the water up all the way, it's going to touch your butt. <laughs> but no, no, no. Here's the thing, though. It's because, like, the bowl is at a different level of the seat. The seat raises you up. Who's like, to say it can't bubble up? Well, it can bubble up. Bidet? 
<laughs> I'm a supernatural variety. I like supernatural <laughs> butt water. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, okay, okay, hold on. Because the whole thing with this is drowning, right? Like, how would you drown? <laughs> I don't know how that and, would kill you. I mean, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to, like, bubble up around you and, like, engulf you. Maybe. On the toilet somehow. Maybe that's a thing it can do. Oh, that sounds terrible. It does sound terrible. Also. Can I never die on the toilet, <laughs> please? <laughs> I feel like we should just never use the toilet. Hover. That's when you hover. No, you can't hover, Rochelle. You'll get pee everywhere. No one will thank you for that. Hey, listen, that's what Lysol wipes are for, man. Like, I'm saving my life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time. (laughs) You're not one of those hoverers, are you? No. Because I hate those people. I can't. I can't do it. I don't know how people can do that. Like, I don't know. I can't, like... I don't have the thigh strength. (laughs) Also, I don't have the thigh length. I'm way too short to hover. (laughs) I could hover, I guess, if I wanted to. But also, like, who's telling where that's going to end up? Right. Who's got time for that cleanup? Also, like, I feel like you go to the bathroom and it's nice and relaxing and you sit there. You don't, like, why make extra work? Like, going to the bathroom (laughs) is supposed to be a relief, not a strain. Not an exercise? (laughs) I know, right? Gosh. Anyways. And we digress. (laughs) So, they decide to visit Mr. Carlton. (laughs) Because he must have something to do with whatever is happening since it killed both of his kids. So, they try to talk to him, but he's done with talking. He says, my children are gone. It's worse than dying. I know. This is the first time I start crying. It's right there. Because I just, I don't know. imagining, Imagining my kid dying is... Just don't go there. I can't. I can't. My brain won't do it. Yeah. Well, so. that's probably a good thing. It's good. That's why I have tranquilizers. Yeah. Um, so they leave him alone. On the way to their car, they realize that the picture Lucas drew was of the Carlton's house. So they decide to go visit Lucas to ask for more help. Um, he tells Lucas, Dean tells Lucas, that when he was his age, he saw something bad happen to his mom, and he was scared too. Uh, but he knows his mom would want him to be brave, and he thinks about that every day. Oh, the feels. I can't believe. I just, I just imagine Dean waking up every day and saying, my mom would want me to be brave. So I'm going to be brave today. That's what I feel like is happening. Like that's canon. I can't. That happens. I can't handle that. (laughs) It's too much because he's so brave sometimes. And then, but here's the thing is what really gets you is like. When Dean has those moments, like, not giving anything away, but Dean has moments every once in a while where he just, like, is wrecked. Yeah. And, like, what is he thinking in that moment? And he thinks, you know what? I gotta move past this, because my mom would want me to be brave. I know, but at the time, like, uh, I don't know. I can't deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much. I'm feeling things I don't want to feel. It's too much for my brain to comprehend. So, um, Dean says that he thinks Lucas's dad would want him to be brave, too. At this point, Lucas stops coloring and looks Dean in the eyes and then gives him a drawing of a boy with a bike in front of a house. So Sam and Dean, they go out and they find that house and they talk to the old woman who lives there. They ask if a little boy lives there and describes the boy from Lucas's drawing. 
And the lady says um, that that boy hasn't lived there for a long time. It's her son, Peter, and he's been gone for 35 years. Oh. 35 fucking years. That's a long time. Ugh, okay. Also, here's the thing, though. The thing that kind of, like, didn't weird me out necessarily, but, like, the lady had so many pictures of this little kid. Like, mm-hmm. so many. Yeah. All over her house. Which, like, I totally get it, because, like... You want to, like, not forget, but also at the same time, like, almost seems like a little bit like she cannot move on. She can't move on. She's totally stuck in this, like, this is my missing kid. I'm never going to know what happened, but maybe one day I will. Yeah. I, uh, so, um, the police never figured out what happened, and she says, losing him, it's worse than dying. And I start crying for the second time here, (laughs) because that is just so fucking sad. Uh, so um, Peter, her son, was supposed to ride his bike straight home after school. And Dean finds a picture of Peter and Mr. Carlton from when they were kids at her house. So we cut to Bill Carlton on his dock. <clears throat> he says to the lake, you've taken everything, everyone. I've got nothing left. I didn't understand. I didn't believe. But now I think I do. I think I finally know what you want. Sam and Dean pull up to the house and see Mr. Carlton and his boat headed out to the middle of the lake. And they, uh, they run to the dock and they shout at him to come back. But you see the nose of the boat flip up out of the water and the boat crashes. Mr. Carlton does not come out of the water. Well, here's the thing, though. For me, anyway, like, <clears throat> I was confused the first couple times I watched it because you never even see him going into the water. That's the thing. It's like the boat flips up and he just, like, disappears. So yeah. He, like, he's, I don't, like, did he fall into the water as the boat was flipping up? But you didn't see a splash. Like, he wasn't up with the boat. Like, I don't know what happened. He They, they just, like, cut him out. Yeah. They don't show it at all. It's probably just easier to film that way. I guess. Just I don't like know. a CGI crashing boat. But that threw me off the first time I watched it because I was like... Well, what happened to him? Where is he? You know, like, I didn't get, like, oh, it's just, like, bad CGI or whatever. I'm like, now he's really missing, but he's not even in the water. Like, now what's going on? Right? (laughs) So, uh, they go back to the police station to talk to the sheriff, who tells them that he knows they're not really wildlife service. He basically says that they need to leave town or he'll arrest them for impersonating law enforcement. Which Uh, wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) I know. So later that night at Andrea's house, uh, she goes to take a bath. She gets in the tub while the water is still running. (laughs) She closes closes her eyes so she doesn't see when the water turns uh, gross-ass black (laughs) and uh, gets pulled under. Okay, here's here's where I'm upset. (laughs) The tub is fucking full. Why is the water still on? I know, right? It is still on. You don't like, and you don't like run your toes through the water when your friggin' tub, it is full. It is full. Like, how does she not know? First of all, like, does she, the only thing that makes this okay (laughs) is if she's, like, got it unstopped at the bottom, and so it's, like, draining as she's filling it, but at the same time, it wouldn't drain, it wouldn't fill. No, because at the beginning of the scene, they show her plug that drain. Okay, well, see, then, now, no, they just lost all their credibility. (laughs) I know. I'm like, if I'm filling up a bathtub, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna get in there. That water level's gonna rise. <laughs> Drastically. <laughs> it's not gonna stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then you close your eyes. Then Clearly. You... Yeah. I don't know. We'll just give it to her that she was super tired. Like, <laughs> and we'll super have... tiny. She's a tiny person. This the is water true. level doesn't gonna raise that much for her. But still. Uh, why leave it running? Right. So she gets <laughs> she gets pulled under, and Lucas is freaking out. He's banging on the other side of the door. Um, 
Here I write again that her bathtub is too full. Why doesn't she turn off the water sooner? (laughs) Um, Sam and Dean go to ring the doorbell, but before they can, Lucas flings the door open, leaves them upstairs. You can see water coming from under the bathroom door and dripping down the stairs. And uh, here Sam pulls Andrea out of the bathtub hard. <laughs> like, like, he has to really struggle to get her out of the bathtub. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> how does Dean always know when to show up? Like, he just shows up at the most opportune of moments. I like, know. Well, it showed they, they were going to leave town, and then Dean was like, you know, Lucas was really upset. I need to go see if he's okay. But why does he, like, how does he get that hunch Yeah. right at the same, like, right at the great... Good grief. Right at the right time. English, I speak it. You speak it. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, how how does he do that all the time? I don't know. I think him and Lucas just have such a, like, strong connection at this point. You know, he's really feeling the kid. Ooh, that did not sound right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. Man. Um, oh, man. Andrea tells Sam that she heard a voice saying, come play with me. I know. (laughs) That is never okay. You never want to hear that in the bathtub. No. (laughs) (laughs) You never want to hear that most places, but especially naked in the bathtub. Yeah, it's probably the worst. One of the worst places anyways. Dean finds some old pictures of Andrea's dad as a kid with Peter and Mr. Carlton. Uh, They kind of look like Boy Scout pictures. Lucas gets a weird feeling and leads them to a spot outside where they dig up Peter's old bike. Uh, The sheriff comes home, and Sam and Dean confront him about killing Peter. Meanwhile, Peter whispers, come play with me, to Lucas, who immediately runs out to the lake. Who fucking does that? Also, like, the kid has been in contact with this thing before. Like, why? Oh, this is the thing that killed my dad. Let's run towards it. Yeah, let's go go play with the evil spirit. Sure. (laughs) Why not? This thing that's been traumatizing me. Yeah. Seems like fun. Okay, yeah, let's go play. Woo! (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Um, At this point, Andrea's dad confesses to her. Um, he says they were bullying Peter and accidentally drowned him, then let him sink into the lake. Uh, they finally notice Lucas on the dock and see a hand pop out and pull Lucas in. They all run to the dock and you see a creepy ass dead kid peeking out of the water. Also, okay, Sheriff does not believe that this is what's going on. Even if like he's like admitted, okay, this is what I did, all this sort of stuff. But he still doesn't think it's Peter. He thinks that they're just crazy and they're just trying to get, like, get him to admit something. Right. And... All the way up until, okay, you see this hand pulling the kid down. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. He still doesn't think that it's Peter. Right. And so he finally sees the kid's face and then is like, oh, wait, what? It yeah. was messed up the way he peeks out of the lake, too. He kind of just, like, slowly pops out and, like, glares at him and then sinks back in. Also, okay, with water... You're moving with the water. Right. You know, like, if you were in water, you're bobbing along with the waves. Yeah. This kid was not bobbing along with the waves. They did it so well. <laughs> like, so creepy. Very slowly, very levelly raising up and then going right back down yeah. again. And it was not okay. <laughs> so uh, Sam and Dean jump into the lake to search for Lucas. And they're not having any luck. So the sheriff gets in and starts apologizing to Peter, saying, please take me instead of Lucas. And then he gets pulled under and I cry for the third time um dean finally pops out of the water with lucas and the sheriff does not come out uh so later sam and dean are getting ready to leave town andrea and lucas come to see them off with sandwiches uh lucas is talking now and we see that dean has taught him to say zeppelin Zeppelin rules rules! (laughs) which is adorable (laughs) 
Um, Andrea kisses Dean on the lips, but only says thank you to Sam. And I think Dean actually kind of looked a little bit bashful. He was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know how to deal with it. Also, Sam pulled Andrea's naked, almost dead body out of a bathtub. And she's just like, thanks. I'm going to kiss your brother now. I'm just uh, saying. I mean, yes. She, don't put it that way. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Dean did save her son, but it was still like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... Mm. Yeah, she should have. Okay, if it were me, I'd give them both. I'd have kissed both of them. Sure, I I think you can. Yes, I think that's just fine. Um, so they drive away and credits. So my thoughts on this episode. Um, one of the first things that kind of stood out to me was when Dean said, "When one of your parents dies, it's not something you just get over." (sighs) All the feels. No. He's still, I mean, he's such a softie. He tries to put himself off as not being one, but he just, you know, he's got these moments where you're just like, but Dean, and then it's like, moments over, moments gone. I know. It's very little windows, but it's just, he's actually showing his emotions. I know, but then didn't Sam kind of like try to talk to him about it, and he was like, we don't have to hug now, do we? I know, well, yeah, it's, um... We're not going to have to hug or anything, are we? That was one of my other... <laughs> that Which, was one of my favorite When you think quotes. about it, they hug so much in this show. <laughs> I know. It's, it's kind of... It's, it's interesting to see him at this point being like, we're not hugging. We're total bros, bro. But like later on, it's like, like... Hug me, bro! Hug me! <laughs> Sammy! <laughs> Dean! <laughs> yeah. And we hug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, okay. My One of my other... Oh, when they were in that scene in the car talking about, like, what they think it is, they're kind of like, oh, this might be a ghost, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. The CGI in the windows of that car, oh, it's so rough. It is brutal. It's impossible to not notice. And I feel like they have white on the outside from what, like, just enough to notice that, like, this isn't just trees yeah, going by. There's this no is a way screen. this is real. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, also, uh, one of my favorite quotes is, um, we're not going to have to hug it or anything, are we? Mm-hmm. From Dean. And then <laughs> Dean has like a softer moment and Sam is like, who are you and what have you done with my brother? You know, yeah. <laughs> they go from like, okay, what's going on here? Dean's like, this is not going to happen. And then Sam's like, okay, you're having a soft moment. What do I do about it? Right. He doesn't even know how to handle it. He does not know how to handle it. So what was your favorite moment? My favorite moment, I think, was when um, Dean was talking to Lucas and he was telling him that his mom would want him to be brave. And he thinks about that every day. Just like just the emotions that that makes me feel just like I never wanted to feel that way. <laughs> you know, I am not equipped to handle this. It's, it's just so sad to think about Dean, like literally waking up every day and being like, my mom would want me to be brave. So I'm going to be. Aww. Yeah. So that's my favorite moment. <laughs> that's I, like such a sad favorite moment. I know. Moment. It's like my, my favorite crying moment. <laughs> Do you have a favorite happy moment? Um, Probably when Andrea was like, never being able to find your way to a decent pickup line yeah i gotta say that's probably one of my favorites yeah too 
Because he doesn't often get called out for, like, terrible pickup lines, so. No, they just kind of, like, roll their eyes. Yeah, or, or it totally charms them because he's beautiful, so. <laughs> also. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so our interesting facts for this episode. Um, Jared Padalecki's hand was partially broken while filming this because he and Jensen got in a bar fight. <laughs> Can you even imagine? <laughs> also, like, imagine having to, like, pull Andrea out of the bathtub and do all that sort of stuff with a broken hand oh my God. and no cast, like no help. Also, do you think that if you are good at like fighting on TV, so not real fighting, that you would be able to like real fight? I don't know. Does it translate? I feel like you'd learn some moves, you know? Yeah. I mean, because they're basically would, they, I would think that they're basically learning some form of martial art to an extent Mm -hmm. so I feel like there'd be some carryover but so the whole background on this I was looking up at a bunch of different um articles and whatnot that were like oh he broke his hand um the only one that they actually got an interview with them for was basically from what it sounded like they walked in some guys at the bar already thought that they were two guys that they had just fought with and oh. had turned around and walked back into the bar. And so they're like, screw you, get out. And then didn't realize. And then fist fight. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I read that and I also read that they got in a fight because um, two guys, like their girlfriends, wanted to talk to Jensen and Jared. And they just got pissed and started a fight. So. Yeah, I mean, I would feel pretty intimidated as a guy, I guess, <laughs> like, if somebody like Jensen Ackles or Jared Padalecki walked into the room and my girlfriend was like, oh, hey. I gotta, I gotta go talk to them. <laughs> oh, I just have to see what their number is. <laughs> yeah. You know? Maybe she was a fan. Maybe she knew who they were. Yeah, but I don't think would Supernatural have even been out at that point. Yeah, but they've been in other things. This is true, especially I mean Gilmore Girls. Gilmore come Girls, on. yeah, and um, Days of Our in, Lives. Jensen was in Dark Angel. Yeah, <laughs> also Days of Our Lives. Also Days of Our Lives. Maybe she was just really into soap operas. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> so, yeah. So our next interesting fact is so the same lake and the lake house. Um, that was used in the movie Devour was the one that was used in this episode. Oh, right. The Carlton House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie, Devour? Nope. <laughs> Jensen Ackles is in it. I might have to watch it because he's in it. Well, we're going to watch it. There's a really awkward sex scene. Oh, great. <laughs> You'll like it. I'll like Okay, hold on. <laughs> You'll like the movie and you'll giggle at the awkward sex scene. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. Okay. I liked it. <laughs> So, our last interesting fact for this episode is that at the end of the episode when Dean teaches Lucas to say Zeppelin rules, um, Jensen actually has a personal connection with Zeppelin. Um, He named, so he had twins that were born in 2016, and he named one of them Zeppelin. Oh, that's so so cute. cute. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think think the boy is named Zeppelin and Mm -hmm. the girl is named Arrow. I might be wrong on that, but that's awesome. Sounds right to me. Yeah. I'd have to do some quick Instagram searching. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. God, what a beautiful family. I know. It's just not fair. They're all so gorgeous. Hmm. 
So I did some research on a haunting in Lake Manitoc, and it turns out there is no Lake Manitoc in Wisconsin. There is the city of Manitowoc and Manitowoc County. The word Manitowoc comes from the Native American word Mundioc. I'm sure I said that wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, meaning home of the good spirit. So I researched the Evergreen Inn Hotel, which is now called Manitowoc Place. It's either an apartment building for low-income residents or still in construction to be that. So supposedly many ghosts are here. Uh, the eighth floor in particular is haunted by a woman who committed suicide, and she will often appear and open her room door for people. So, like, what do you do at that point? Like, <laughs> do you just so walk in? She just, <laughs> you walk in and you're like, hey... Where's the drinks? Or like, <laughs> if you're inviting me in, I might as well have some sort of refreshment. I guess. Or do you just run away <laughs> screaming? Like, personally, me, I'd run away screaming. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I'd be like, "There's a door. It just opened. I don't know what to do. Go I'm gonna see, run. Go see a woman." Yeah. Uh, witnesses have reported pounding noises coming from the ceiling. Also sketchy. Yeah, that's that would freak me out. Yeah. Um, and blood appears on the floors. Even worse. This is just getting worse and worse. Um, and then there's apparitions of people in early 1900s clothing, eating, and dancing, which I think sounds like a good time. Here's the thing, though. It's not scary, per se. <laughs> like, there's nothing scary happening. Yeah. But also, That's like, a lot of ghosts, though. Like, for a whole, like, dinner party, dinner dancing party. I mean, you never know. You could have, like, a four-person dinner party, but still. <laughs> okay, like, if I was a ghost, I think that I would be cool doing that kind of haunting. Like, just, like, eating for the rest of my undead life. I'm mean, eating, eating, eating and dancing. Like we that. were eating croissants earlier. I know. Great. <laughs> I hate so many. <laughs> They're little ones. Like, it's fine. what if that's the haunting that I do? I just like come back to this moment and keep eating croissants <laughs> and talking about supernatural. Right. <laughs> Sitting at this table. <laughs> that would be okay. I mean, it's better than like blood and pounding on the ceiling and whatever. Also, that'd be terrible. So, also, uh, the elevator stops at floors unexpectedly. Nope. Nope. I'd nope the heck right out of there. Elevators freak me out. Again with the elevators. I don't know. Elevators don't worry me as much as, like, stairwells do. Okay, so... No. (laughs) During the convention to go up to my room, so I was sharing a room with another one of our friends, and (laughs) we were walking up... Because the elevators were just packed. Everybody was wanting to go up to their rooms. And so we're like, we're going to find the stairs and we're just going to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like cement, metal. Oh, I've fl- been in those stairwells. Yeah. Yeah. It was just weird because on one of the levels, and it looked exactly the same as the year before when we went, when we did the whole stair climb oh, thing. Oh, right. There was a tray that was out there with coffee cups, saucers, that sort of stuff on it, but it looked exactly the same. Like, has it not moved? Did somebody forget about a coffee cart there? That's terrifying. How often do people go up Maybe it stairs? was a ghost coffee cart. Uh, well, no. I mean, it was very clearly <laughs> real. But <laughs> it was just odd that, like, I kind of had a weird deja vu moment when we were going up and we saw it. I was like, yeah. I swear, this is the same exact setup. Like, cups down to the inch, you know? Like That's weird. Yeah, very odd. That's super weird. Elevators freak me out way more than stairwells. Oh, I'd know. much rather be in an elevator than a stairwell. I think it's because it's like, you're confined, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, being confined isn't necessarily a good thing, but nothing's getting in or out. Where when you're in a stairwell, especially at a place like the Hyatt, where it's multiple levels, yeah. 
many multiple levels. Who knows who can be in that stairwell at any given time? You know why elevators freak me out? It's because of the elevator game. Have I, I ever told you that, about that? It's like so. it's like a Korean, I think it's Korean and not Japanese, but like it's like an urban legend where you go to a building that has at least 10 floors and you have to do this by yourself. Nope, you, I'm already I know, I know. This is, that is literally the only reason I've never done it is because I have to be alone. But you get in on the first floor and um, you go up to like... You go up to, like, the fourth floor. I don't remember the exact order of floors, but you go up to, like, the fourth floor and, like, the door will open. You have to stay in there. And then you go down to, like, the second, same thing, up to the sixth, down to the whatever. Um, And then, and if at any point someone gets in the elevator with you, like, you're done. Like, you have to go back down to the first floor and, like, stop. You're not playing anymore. But, like, at some point, a girl um, is supposed to get in the elevator with you and try and talk to you. And you're supposed to, like, totally ignore this person. And she's going to try her best to, like, interact with you. Um, And then at some, like, at the end of your sequence of floors, you go up to the 10th floor. And and then if you get out, you're supposedly, you've been, like, it's like a portal to another world. Screw that, man. I'm out. Yeah. Right? And you have to do this whole thing without interacting (laughs) with this girl who is, like, at this point screaming at you. And, um, and like that, that 10th floor is supposed to be exactly like, like our world, except totally dark. And you're supposed to be able to see like a red cross coming in through the window. And if you leave your elevator, it's supposed to be like totally confusing getting back to this, like the only way you can get back. And you have to do the sequence all over again in that elevator to get back down to like your world. Nope. Dude. Nope. This fucks me up. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I've got little, little, little goosebumps. I know. I, it's, it's so intriguing. It's not intriguing. It it's is. terrifying. It's no, terrifying. This is why elevators mess me up. Also, like, why would somebody want to do that? Like, <clears throat> that just seems to me like something that you wouldn't come back from if See, it were real. If that Here's is something that I could do, not a real thing. Oh well, yeah. But also, why, why screw with it? Just why screw If that's it? something that I could do with another person and it would work, then I totally, fuck yeah, I would do that. No. But, but it's the not going to be me. Yeah. It's not. It's not, not going to be me. But the fact that you have to do it alone is just like a no-go for me. There's no fucking way. I'd get I to like one be- floor up and I'd just start crying and maybe pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. Nervous poos. Yeah. That's, that would be my little snail trail. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what was uh, what was your idiot or ass butt moment? So my moment that I felt like an ass butt this last week was um, when we went to well, the plan originally was to watch the Scooby Doo episode um, that's happening right now in season thirteen. No spoilers. But it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> also, I was like, okay, great. Because we, you know, had done our podcast and we're like, okay, I'll see you again Thursday for this episode. It'll be awesome. And we were getting super excited. And then I realized like two days later that, oh, I've got choir practice from six, like at six o'clock or something like that. I think it was or six or six thirty or something like that. And I'm like, um, I texted you. I was like, so... I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> like, and I texted her back, 
this is your ass butt moment. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, never fret, though. I did make it. It just wasn't on time. So we were able to, you know, with the on-demand DVR or whatever it was, mm-hmm. go back and, like, watch it from the beginning. Yeah. But it worked out just fine. Yeah. It totally did. It did. So it was your idiot or ass butt moment. Well, I have had this cold that turned into a goddamn sinus infection. <laughs> um, and so the other day I was um, I was blowing my nose. <laughs> and I don't know what I did. I blew it really hard. And uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> and immediately my my ear plugged and I had instant vertigo and I fell over. <laughs> and and I fell out. I was so close to the toilet. <laughs> all I could think about was don't get your hair in the toilet. Don't get your hair in the toilet. And I should have been like way more concerned about like whacking your head on yeah, the toilet. <laughs> exactly. But nope, I just I didn't want to have to like shampoo my hair. <laughs> I feel like there are bigger concerns, like knocking yourself out on the Right, door. right. That just wasn't where my brain was going in that moment. But it was fine. I, I fell down, and then I swallowed, and then the vertigo went away instantly, so I was fine. But it was... It was just a, a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Too many things happening. All yeah, it was. I just wasn't prepared for that <laughs> sudden blow vertigo. Your nose and fall over. Yeah. yeah. So that was my my idiot moment. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspbutspodcast at gmail uh, The word and is spelled out. Or you can visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspbuts, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.